Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros, the podcast where three brothers talk about movies, comics, pop culture, and stuff while adding our own quoting flair. This is your host, Nate. This is TJ. And I'm Christian. Before we begin, just want to let you guys know there are time codes in the description if you want to skip around to different parts of our episode, but if you're just tuning in for the first time, here's a little outline of our episode. We're going to start off with our get-to-know-you question related to our topic. Then we're going to move into our quote, then talk about the entertainment news for the week, and then finish it off with our topic. Christian, you want to start us off with our opening question? Yeah. So a little what-if scenario here. Sad sad news is we won't be doing our uh, what-if recap every week because season one is over. We decided to switch it up on you. This week's question is, what is a Star Wars what-if scenario that you would like to see? All right, I can start off here. This is one I... I thought of many times in my youth. I'm not sure exactly if it's a uh, like a traditional what if, but I would have loved to see like Revan, for example, uh, in the Old Republic, uh, or you know, a different dark bad Sith Lord stay bad and like sneak into the council or go to the council, um, uh, as like a, they're like, oh, you like are good now or all these things, but then they like sense the darkness in his heart and they're like, wait, what? And then he just proceeds to kill everybody <laughs> uh, in the council room Brutal. and like, and basically do what they did in like the old Republic trailer where, you know, they attack Coruscant, mm-hmm. but like have it start with him going into the council and then wrecking everybody there. I think that would be super cool. Instead of like a, a Malgus arri- arriving with all the, uh, the Sith and, um, his Mandalorian right. gal. Okay. Because I think it'd be super cool just to have a, like a one-on-one or a 1v12 thing where like the Sith is just wrecking everybody. Basically like General Grievous in the 2D Clone Wars. Oh, I think that would okay. be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all just to get it. You get to see a little more of Revan in action and to see how powerful he truly was. Okay. Uh, I know that one might not affect a, a larger Star Wars timeline, but it would definitely be super cool to see. Nate, what do you got for us? So uh, my what if scenario with, with Star Wars would be what if the rule of two of the Sith had never been created? Because uh, mm. which is I know this isn't exactly old Republic because, you know, like going through the history was uh, Darth Bane, who was like, you know, the Sith, we keep killing each other. So that's why we can never survive. So that's why he created the, the rule of two. But I would like to see just like a Star Wars universe or even like the modern Star Wars universe. If the rule of two hadn't been created. Would there be a bunch of Sith running around? Would there be a bunch of knockoff Sith running around? And how would that create uh, or change the dynamic dynamic between uh, the Sith and the Jedi? I don't know. I think it's just like an interesting concept to explore. And that way, I think you get a lot more Force users with it, a lot more lightsabers. And I think it would just have a little bit different tone of the Star Wars, but still be a lot really exciting. So something that could kind of help that happen would be like, what if Darth Bane was killed earlier than he needed to be or something like that right uh because then he obviously wouldn't create the rule of two and then you go on and timelines change that's a uh, solid another solid a little old school we tj old school nate old school i'm gonna stick with some some og what if here but (laughs) i'm sure many of you have thought of this but when in the third episode in revenge of the sith when mace windu goes to kill darth sidious he always brings his lightsaber back (laughs) <laughs> right um which is so annoying because then it gives, this is going it, even it though he has him at the throat <laughs> yeah he has him at the throat mm. instead of bringing the lightsaber back just you know boom going for a quick little jab with the lightsaber uh killed Darth Sidious, cut of the throat and then kind of see what happens there instead of anakin obviously cutting off mace windy's arm him getting flown out of the building by the force lightning of darth Sidious. so i would like to see what if darth Sidious had died there maybe we see I don't know, uh, an Anakin Skywalker takeover where now he becomes the the big bad Sith. He doesn't fully become the Darth Vader that we know in the suit, but maybe he still remains bad. Maybe we we just have a, a peaceful time afterwards, or maybe we see a Mace Windu-Anakin duel uh, after Mace has already dueled with Larsidious. I think that would be super cool to see because it or always... maybe Mace becomes the dark Sith Lord after killing oh, Sidious. <laughs> yeah, maybe... Maybe Mace takes control and is like, because he's always been, you know, the, the, I don't know, he uses the, the Jedi, the Jedi style fighting technique that's a little more aggressive. He's a little arrogant, right? So uh, maybe, maybe Mace goes bad. But. 
<laughs> you are on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, it's outrageous. Yeah, no. So yeah, seeing a, a lot better fight. Uh, the fight between, if there was a fight between uh, Mace Windu and Anakin, would have been a lot more entertaining than the fight between him and Palpatine. <laughs> yes, I agree. I mean, Palpatine actor was a little too, little too old. Um, and it would be, yeah, he I is know too were, old. <laughs> he is too old. There's always mm-hmm. the animosity between Anakin and, and Mace Windu. And I would have loved to see them kind of, kind of duke it out. So, yeah. Yeah. I that would have been really cool. Definitely think, be, uh, entertaining. I think there's so many great, what if Star Wars, Star Wars scenarios, we could literally do a full episode on it and, and go into it more. Actually, a fun fact, there's a, a, a Legends comic series called Star Wars Infinities. And it's basically a, a what if in the Star Wars uh-huh. universe, but it takes uh, the three movies of the original trilogy, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, and it changes one thing about them. So, for example, the, the first one in the, in episode, the first Star Wars Infinities, which is about episode four, did what if Luke didn't blow up the Death Star and it had it? What if uh, Luke went to go to blow up the Death Star, but it didn't actually go through? Okay. And then it kind of goes into this whole spinoff storyline that happened. It's actually pretty interesting. I, I would recommend reading them. They have some some interesting storylines, but there does exist, I'm saying, just some Star Wars what-if yeah. comics that are out there. Heck yeah, I love oh, the twist. Oh. I love the creativity that it gives writers and other, other people out there to, to build off stories that have already been created. But that's our question for the week. Let us know, you guys, in email or on Instagram, your favorite or what-if Star Wars scenario that you'd like to see. Mm-hmm. But now we're, we're moving on to revealing our quote, and uh, we're actually putting to rest uh, a little segment we've had the, the past several weeks. We had TJ guess the quote, as uh, he would never remember it, but we are now uh, putting that, putting that to, to rest in, in order to spend more time on other things. On the good stuff. And so, TJ, uh, you ended 50-50. The good news is, for all my fans out there... Uh, I will be ending this series not on a tie, not on a loss, but on a win. The quote from last week, very short, very sweet, from Agent Cody Banks. That is, uh, the, we call him Emotep because he plays Emotep in the, the old Mummy movies. Um, but that's him fighting uh, Cody Banks right at the very end after Cody's blown up everything. And he says, you messed up my haircut. <laughs> See? See, and that is a classic old school. It's a our our spy connection, right? We were doing James Bond last week. Mm-hmm. Agent Cody Banks kind of turns into a secret CIA spy, so that's where that's where you get the connection there. But mm-hmm. and uh, Christian uh, almost kind of gave it away last episode. <laughs> yeah. Whoops, I didn't even realize. <laughs> but hopefully, no one no one caught that, and they just kind of went through it. Though, if you had seen Agent Cody Banks, you were familiar with Frankie Muniz at all, you might have caught my comment in last uh, last week's episode where I potentially gave it away, but hopefully not. But yeah, so that, that quote was from Agent Cody Banks. And uh, if, if you knew that, uh, shout out to you. But just wanted, yeah, this is uh, the goodbye to TJ guessing the quote. Maybe we'll bring it back. Not Probably goodbye not. to my bad memory. That's <laughs> true. But if you actually love that segment, let us know. If you didn't, also let us know. <laughs> but uh, we're going to move on to, to playing the quote for, from the, for this week. Master, master. Mm-hmm. I, I have, it, it's, uh, it's very bad news. Ah, uh, Shifu. <laughs> there is just news. There is no good or bad. Master, your vision, your vision was right. All right. That is uh, the quote for this week. We'll play it once again at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. If you uh, want a chance to get a shout out on our podcast, you can do that by sending us a DM guessing the quote correctly before we reveal it and we'll give you a shout out. And honestly, you probably could, if you know that quote or familiar enough with it, you probably could, uh, probably could finish it as well. So let us know that uh, if you do recall what this movie is or what this quote is from. Nancy, if you can guess the connection that we made with this, I mean, our, our connections <laughs> are sometimes obvious, sometimes a little little more difficult so maybe this one see see if you can you can get it with our topic of the day hopefully yeah that will be that'll that'll be the second part if you can get the quote that's one thing getting the connection that'll that'll be something else all separate you're a true quotes and stuff follower if you can do that but all right we're gonna move on to talking about uh the news for this week we actually have uh quite a bit of news this week Quite a bit Uh, indeed so i'll try to move through this a little faster than normal but, but starting us off, uh, 
it's been uh, announced and rumored that there will be a new Star Wars video game released in December. Or I sorry, no, I shouldn't say released. It's going to be announced in December, and a lot of people are speculating that's going to be uh, a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, it's got to be. There were so many people that played that game and enjoyed it. I I think that's the only way to go. That it, this is the way, us, you know. Yeah, this is the way. None of us have played it though, right? Uh, I haven't. Hey, no. Have, hey. Oh, I only yeah, played like a level or two. Nah, I, uh, I, yeah, it's a game I've yet to play, and I've also heard from friends like you should play it and know the story from that. So I don't even know what exactly happens in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but I, I just watched the gameplay on uh, on YouTube uh, just to kind of speed things up, so I could see and familiarize familiarize myself with the story, and it it looks it looked awesome, um, and I'm very excited to see what they do with the second game, just because. I mean, I'm again not. I'm not the biggest video game guy uh, out of the out of the three brothers, but I just like to follow the stories, uh, especially if they're uh, quote canonized into to Star Wars or to to other uh, other areas. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna move on to that. But also in uh, along the back of that, also more Star Wars news. Production and filming has begun for Mandalorian season three. Finally. Yeah, so we'll be getting that sometime in 2029, maybe 2030, <laughs> right? Uh, probably 2020, probably 2024, that'd yeah, be my I, guess, or late 2023. Yeah, potentially next year, but probably. I think, uh, yeah, probably not. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> Continuing on, Marvel news. Actually, quite a bit of Marvel news, but uh, Tom they were trying Holland. To ri- trying to rival the DC fandom. They're like, we got to get stuff out there. They yeah. let DC take all the light. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, Tom Holland has uh, kind of come out and said this may be his last outing for, for Spider-Man in No Way Home, kind of talking about how this kind of third movie caps off the, the trilogy of the, these Spider-Man home movies. I think it's a little misleading. I think, yeah. I don't know, my thought is that it's like the end of the high school era for the Spider-Man group, right? Um, Ned and MJ and, and Peter Parker himself, right? They're all in this high school type uh yeah they're just a high school life you know and we see a lot in the comics you know peter go to college and and things progress in his life it always stays kind of sucky but things progress in his life he grows older so i think that's what we'll probably see from spider-man too many people love tom holland tom holland loves being spider-man and there's so much money to be made with Tom Holland as spider-man and different stories so i'm i'm guessing they're continuing this all right i mean who knows maybe we'll uh maybe Maybe Tom Holland will die and they'll just bring back Toby and Toby will be the MCU's <laughs> new Spider-Man. Or Andrew. <laughs> Maybe Andrew still looks young, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, though, uh, before we move on to all the news from DC Fandom, we got TJ's favorite news of delays. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting for him. We knew they were coming. Now, so, my faith has been verified. <laughs> Starting us off, uh, Indiana Jones 5 has been delayed a full year. It was set to come out in July of 2022, but now has been moved to June of 2023. But uh, also with this, Disney has announced a complete delay and new lineup of schedule for uh, their Marvel movies. So Doctor Strange, which was uh, set to uh, come out this March, is now actually uh, been delayed to May 6th of 2022. And this pushes back every other film coming after it. So Thor Love and Thunder, which was going to come out at that date, is now coming out July 8th. Then Black Panther Wakanda Forever is coming out uh, November 11th instead of on July 8th. Then Indiana Jones, like we said, is uh, June of 2023. Then uh, The Marvels is now set to come out in February of 2023 instead of November of 2022. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp is now moved from February of 2022 to July of 2023. Sorry, it was fe- moved from February 2023 to July of 2023. So everything in their schedule has been shifted back uh, one release date. I think uh, I think there's a reason to this too, and it has to do with the the DC news of uh, I guess it's not really news, but the hype that's surrounding Batman and getting the new trailer, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But my my idea is that because People are so hyped with Batman and it's coming out March 4th, I believe March 4th, 2022, that there had been some moving back of these Marvel films as to, I don't know, try and make the most money possible with all the different releases out there for movies, specifically Batman though. Right. Which is too bad they didn't think 
Well, I guess Batman itself has also been delayed. And for all we know, DC is going to be like, psych, we're going to delay Batman now till July. And then oh, Marvel's no. like, oh, no. No, that can't happen. Please, no. No. Unfortunate. I, I don't think that would happen. It's already been delayed once. It won't be delayed twice. But kind of <laughs> with that, uh, we're going to move into the news of DC Fandom. So DC Fandom, the, which happened this past Saturday, kind of is basically the Comic-Con of everything DC. And boy, did they, uh, they talked about a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, they did. Due to uh, kind of just the, the nature of the content or how much news they released, we're not going to go through all of it. We're going to go through more of the, the bigger things that happened or highlight some of the, the, the giant things to, to come out of DC Fandom. Uh, oh, I guess we'll, we'll start from, I guess, smaller news up to the biggest things that we got. Um, we kind of didn't really get, not a first look, I would say, but we got uh, some concept art from the upcoming Blue Beetle movie and also the Batgirl movie with also the, the main actors and the directors and writers talking about some of the things that they're, they're planning to do in those upcoming films. And so very, very brief, nothing really to show, but just to, to know like, hey, these are beginning production or starting the, pre, the process of pre-production and are, are moving forward with that kind of moving off from that a little video game news we kind of talked about this last time there was dc fandom uh we got another trailer for the suicide squad kill the justice league and also another trailer for uh gotham knights both of which are set to be released in 2022 for all those fans of arc the arkham games it looks like gotham knights is going to be a very similar kind of gameplay and idea continuing forward uh we got a teaser trailer for the peacemaker tv series Hey, everyone loves John Cena. They don't love him in just in WWE and, and all of his other funky film roles. But no, I think Peacemaker kind of kind of fits him and uh, they'll probably do pretty well on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. He's, Looks he's like, like, he's he's like a lesser, a, a lesser rock type thing. But people really like the Peacemaker character from Suicide Squad. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, very, uh, I think it, it very much suits John Cena and he's uh, definitely having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Uh, moving forward, though, uh, we got uh, a behind-the-scenes look for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is set to come out December of 2022. Uh, obviously, it's not exactly footage, but you know, you see a lot of the, the filming that we do. We get to see kind of an updated look with uh, a lot of characters, but it looks like it's going to be continuing in the same funneled fashion that the, the first Aquaman had. And we get more, uh, we get a different look from Black Manta. I kind of posted this on our social media, um, our Instagram page uh, just the other day, but we get a new Black Manta suit that's a little more similar to what they have in the comics. And you know, Black Manta is going to come back with a vengeance against Aquaman. And so I think that's probably one of the big things that I'm looking forward to is uh, their kind of battle back and forth. Just two massive guys. I can't, I, I can't pronounce the actor's name of Black Manta, but he is, he is jacked out of his mind. And then you got Jason Momoa, who's, who's also pretty, pretty big. So them two facing off will be uh, another great action uh, sequence in the second Aquaman. Yeah, because we didn't get too we didn't much get of that in the first one between those two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was, it was more focused on the story and the character building. And the plot Aquaman and the dialogue, too, sure. especially. <laughs> the dialogue. Oh, yeah. I'm sure uh, before the new Aquaman comes out, we'll cover the, the first Aquaman yeah. much more in detail. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving forward, though, we also got also the same thing, a behind-the-scenes look at Shazam and the Shazam Fury of the Gods, which kind of showed uh, more of the, the updated the filming going on with that and uh, another look at, at these characters and where they've been for the past couple of years. Yeah, they're going to definitely uh, dive into all the different characters who possess some sort of magical uh, power, magical ability. All of you know uh, Shazam's friends that we've seen at the end of the first movie, they'll definitely dive into that. and. It'll be, I'm, I'm open a, a little more. I don't know. I guess a lot of people really like this. Nate, I know you enjoyed it. I, I, I thought I it was, I thought it was okay. Um, I'm excited to see uh, just a deeper dive into to Shazam and some of these other characters and the overarching story that they'll do with Shazam. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Cause I, I think it was, to me, it was kind of similar to Aquaman, like you know, a solid movie, obviously not, I think something uh, like critically acclaimed or anything like that, but. I definitely want to to see where they're going to go with it. I think. Um, uh, what's the actor's name that plays uh, Shazam? Uh, what's his it, name? Chuck. 
Uh, what, yeah, what's I know the actor's name. That's like uh, he's also <laughs> Flynn Rider. Man, why can't I think of his name? Uh, I know he's. It's, I, we it, should know it's, his uh, name. it's Zachary Levi. Yeah, Zachary right. Levi. Zachary there Levi. There we go. I knew it was. Yeah, I, I like Zachary Levi. I think he's really funny. So I'm excited to see uh, what they do with him in this one. Mm-hmm. And I know we've mentioned it before, but the new suits look good. They do. Yeah, they're looking they look good. They're looking. They're looking sleek. But kind of tying into that and moving on to the next bit of uh, news from DC Fandom, we got a, an official teaser for Black Adam, which is set to come out uh, July 29th of 2022. Finally, I felt like I remember I was talking about this on the podcast before, how it wasn't delayed and then uh, it was postponed indefinitely. Right. And we just never knew what we were going to get. And then uh even now I felt like we've really hadn't got much of anything with black Adam. And now we finally got something that we can sink our teeth into. And, um, I, I don't know, people love the rock and I think the Rock's super cool. Um, I, I like, I, and I want him to play an awesome black Adam character. Um, and role though. I wish it was the rock that had hair that was playing black <laughs> Adam. I don't know. I just feel like that fits the black Adam vibe a little bit more, but that that's just me totally yeah. like subjective yeah, no, opinion there. No, when we, uh, teacher wasn't here for this, but when we, we talked about venom, Christian was going off about the hair and of everyone. Oh, you're right. I was. Yeah. yeah it's like, All come on. Matters. Like co- cover that stuff up in, in, in CGI. When, when they filmed LeBron at space jam two, that he, they made him look like he had a full head of hair and that dude's bald and so bad. I mean, do that for, <laughs> for Tom Hardy and these other characters that are losing their hair out there. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, um, well, I'm I'm honestly worried about The Rock being um, Black Adam. Uh, being Black Adam, just because I feel like it's a much more serious. Well, especially from the trailer, like I thought they were going to make it a little more fun. Black Adam was pretty brutal. Yeah, he's just he, in like the the twenty seconds. You know, he totally incinerated a dude. Yeah, he's a bad dude. Yeah, and so I'm I'm not. I'm wondering if The Rock can pull it off because even in the things where he's been like more of a villain. Uh, there's still like this element of, oh yeah, but like, it's a good time. But, but, you know? I, but I'm the rock, you know? I, I, yeah, I'm exactly. So, but maybe, maybe we're underestimating him. So wait, TJ, you couldn't get behind the rock when he was the bad guy and get smart. But that's what I'm saying is like, <laughs> he's super funny in that too. So yeah, see my, my worry, uh, now that TJ brings that up, I just don't want him to pull, uh, a, a fast and furious lines where you know i like my dessert before veggies or whatever (laughs) the line that is just the quintessential oh it's so it's so bad now obviously that all of that has to do with um the screenplay of the uh of the movie so hopefully it won't be it won't be that poor but yeah we'll see what what the rock's got up his sleeve i don't know i i think the rock is a very passable action hero you know he can be fun that's the roles we're used to him too but Kind of with uh, Black Adam, like I think the action is going to be very spectacular. Yeah. But I also just think the the surrounding cast of characters are going to be a lot of fun because we also got to see kind of a look also at Doctor Fate and kind of That's his true. costume, uh, Pierce Brosnan. And I really, really like the helmets of, of Doctor Fate in this. And I think I think the having him in there, as long as the the other characters that are also in the, in the DC universe, I think is also going to add another dynamic. So it's not just going to squarely fall on the on the Rock shoulders. There's going to be more to it but overall i think it's i think it's going to be entertaining do i think it's going to be great no i don't think it's going to be great but i think it's going to be entertaining and that's all (laughs) we're going to really need from from the rock in this yeah that's that's a a good point point. good point jinx you owe me a soda only a six pack yeah do you you guys remember (laughs) jinx you owe me a soda from kim possible disney that's where i heard that first but maybe it was something. oh really that was just a thing we did growing up this is like a 90s kids thing it's before nate's time (laughs) Before yeah. the dark times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. TJ is the only one I've ever heard to say jinx back. So if all, all our listeners out there, can you jinx someone back for a six pack? Yeah. Is that allowed? Mm-hmm. If so, please let us know. But mm-hmm. anyways, we're, it was we're, the ultimate uh, return fire, the ultimate uh, counterattack oh, okay. growing up. <laughs> anyways, we're going to keep, keep uh, treading on. Uh, we got a, a teaser for the upcoming The Flash movie. Just a taste, a taste of the Flash movie. <laughs> a little dude perfect reference from TJ. Yeah, I, I think I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. I, I'm really excited for the Flash because of what they can do, just changing all the timelines or changing, I guess, really the whole universe, right? Like from what we saw from the Flashpoint Paradox um, cartoon, obviously, 
or animated, I should say. Uh, I love that story and like what they did uh, in the animated DC universe. And so I'm hoping that they can do something like that with the, this Flash movie and just do a, a little a little reset because there's some things that have gone really well for DC, but a lot of things that have gone poorly. And so I think they'll have the, the chance to do the reset with, with Flash. No, I'm also excited to see the Flash get his own movie and, and see how, how it performs. So. Yeah, because I'm I'm also worried. Similar to the the Rock, I'm worried about Ezra Miller. I'm like, oh, can he's you know a nice side character in Justice League, but can can he carry the movie himself? So I'm a little worried about that. He is he is a good actor. I, I will say that I I've mm-hmm. appreciated his acting in in some other things. So he has the capability. It's just does the Flash uh, is able is it able to have a standalone movie? Now there's some great cool teasers. Obviously, you see the Batman's. Um, Michael two, Keaton. Yeah, well, you, you see two kind of Batman figures, right? So you see the mask of Batman and then some blood on the ground, and it kind of looks like uh, Ben Affleck's Batman mask, right? But then you yeah. also see, yeah, the Michael Keaton uh, mask show up uh, as well, or at least the back of it. Um, so really curious to see how they're going to make this work and any of the in- intertwining that they're going to do. Yeah, no, obviously we get to see uh, he's going to run into alternate versions of himself as we see the the other flash in the trailer we also see supergirl in the trailer which i didn't realize was supergirl the the recently cast supergirl but uh most most excitingly like you know obviously they were going to get flashpoint paradox but i'm just excited to see michael keaton return as batman i know you guys haven't seen uh batman 89 but it it is a good one it's a different one but it's it's definitely still very good very unique but also I would definitely say it's up there in the Batman movies of like, this is a pretty solid Batman movie. That's so. actually, it's on my list. I feel, I feel terrible for not having watched it yet. Cause it's, uh, I think a quintessential Batman. So I, I actually have it on my list of, of next watches. Well, and I think we also, we got the voice, the voiceover is supposed to be uh what's the, his name? The bad speedster. What's his name? No, the voiceover that is Michael Keaton. It's not reverse flash. So that is Michael oh, really? Keaton. Yeah. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton talking, but there has been some speculation that, Ezra Miller could also be playing a version of a reverse flash in the sense of he, the reverse flash that is causing all this is actually an alternate version of him is a Ooh. theory I've seen popping around. Interesting. That would be something that would really test Ezra Miller's ability on the, on the big screen. He has to play a fun and goofy flash and then an alternate version of himself where he's evil. So that would be <laughs> impressive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I think it's going to be a little bit bonkers because we can go literally anywhere with the flash, but I think we'll help to do a much needed reset on whatever that the DCEU is at this point. Correct. Right. I feel it. I feel it. But yeah, uh, that's uh, the, the flash teaser we're talking about, but we're getting down to the, the last bit of news and possibly and most likely the biggest news out of DC fandom was another trailer for the Batman. Man, this, the this Batman. stuff, man, <laughs> Batman <laughs> stuff was, was freaking everywhere before and after DC fandom. Um, DC fandom, excuse me. Uh, and I can understand why I think it had the biggest hype going into this event and it left with the biggest hype just cause it's all I, from what I understand, it's, it's basically finished, uh, finished filming. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it, they're it's ready post, to go. post, they're just in post-production at this point doing yeah. the, the final touches. So they got the most content from it that they can give us. Uh, in this trailer and they gave us some solid content it was a two minute 36 second i believe trailer i'm um, exciting yeah. i watched it first time i watched it it was on on a on a tv but there was so much light coming through that i couldn't see like hardly anything because this movie is very uh dark <laughs> in, in terms of the the lighting itself though i also the aesthetic yeah i also suspect it to be a dark type of film but um i watched watched it again and really liked what i saw i'm very, very hyped. I do believe the reason why Marvel has moved their dates was because of this hype that is around Batman. Um, I mean, not even just like the DC people are losing their minds, but uh, everyone seemed to be losing their minds over this trailer and are excited for what it's gonna what it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. I I was a little less hyped, I don't know stoked. Yeah, a little excited. less hyped from this one than I was from the first one. I really. I liked how the first one gave me a lot of questions, I feel like. But then this one also gave me 
a lot of questions, but different questions. And so I don't know. More skeptical uh, questions of, of what they're going to be doing with the film, those type of questions, or just general story uh, well, questions? Yeah, just more, yeah, more kind of like, because in the first one, it's like, you know, who's the bad guy? It looks like the Riddler. What is he after? But then there seems to be this kind of specific, you know, Bruce Wayne connection that I'm seeing from the Riddler. And so it's just like, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm like, what is going on? Is this going to be hush? Is, is this not? I, I just, I, I, I guess you could say that that's why I was a little less hyped. Cause I'm, I'm worried that I want to see something new. And, and I, you know, we, we did, we did an episode on the hush comic and it's fantastic. Really liked it. Um, uh, but I don't want to see that uh, in the same way. You know, I want some, some twists, yeah. some turns that, a new fresh look. I don't know. I, I think uh, kind of from this trailer and just the overall style of the Batman, it's going to be a very different Batman, which we've kind of talked about before than we've gotten in the past. But I think also just with this darker tone and kind of, you know, we have a couple different villains and kind of just the, the year two Batman, you know, still kind of in an infancy, but not just starting out. Like, I, I think it is going to go in a lot of different ways because, you know, you do have a, a lot of his rogues gallery in this but we still don't really know exactly what's going on, which I think is a good thing. But also what I'm excited to see is it looks like we get to see a, a Batman unhinged in, 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 to say it in a point. Cause like, you know, there, I think this is going to be probably the most action packed Batman that we've gotten. Cause it looks like he is beating up criminals left <laughs> and right. And like, almost like he hasn't figured out how, how to balance his rage with uh, his, his detective work and skills. Cause he just seems to be, beating up people willy-nilly and so i think that'll be an interesting point to see kind of see how this batman is a little bit unhinged in his early days and has to go through some struggles to really figure out who he is as batman and what he's trying to accomplish i did some further research just into the trailer to see you know little easter eggs here and there and, and different things that they could tie in i actually i don't think they're gonna do just some classic story that we've already seen i mean there's Hints to show that this is based off of Long Halloween. There's hints that it is towards uh, or kind of based off the Hush comic. But then also, I think there could be a Court of Owls play in here as well. That's so true. I, very, I, very I likely. Think, I think there, and for, for a lot of people out there, they don't know what Court of Owls are, um, but it really dives into uh, Bruce's family's past and how they, there's like this basic semi like Illuminati that kind of has run kind of run Gotham. Right. So, and it's, unless you know that you watch the trailer and you might not, might not get that, get that vibe or even think that that's the path that they're going to go down. So I, I think they're going to do a combination of the three. And like Nate was mentioning, you know, I think it might be the most using the most action packed. I also think it's going to be like the most kind of mystery and like mind, not, my, De I detective, say like, detective, detective work yeah detective work engaging so as as a viewer you're watching it and you're like wait i, I really don't know who the bad guy is and it, and you'll be very engaged trying to solve the crimes and this overall what's going on as batman is also solving the crime so i'm really excited for that part though i think we're going to see some some amazing uh action as well stoked to see the penguin in it uh Colin we Farrow. really we really haven't <laughs> seen um I feel like we've never seen uh, him. A, a solid no. penguin. Yeah. Uh, in uh, the movies since out the sixties. No, uh, <laughs> you, you forget TJ. There's a uh, Batman returns is yeah, the penguin. Danny DeVito's Danny the penguin. DeVito. Oh, that's right. Really I forgot just, about that. Uh, uh, a very, a very much different penguin than you get in the comics. Yeah. And so this, this is a penguin. I'm really stoked to see uh, Colin Farrell. I, I think is going to kill it as, uh, as the penguin. And we, we, we already see that from like, you know, him with the, with the accent and then he blows, he pretend he thinks he blows up Batman in the trailer and he's all stoked. And the Batman comes out of nowhere. It's like, I, I don't know. I think they're going to bring in some of these other cool characters that we haven't seen on the big screen, uh, done well for Batman and bring him into the Batman light for this new film. So I'm very ecstatic for all of it. Mm -hmm. As far as, as far as superhero films go, I, I think it is the one to watch for 2022. I don't think, I don't know if any of the Marvel ones are going to be able to maybe compare. Maybe Multiverse of Madness, depending on what they do. Oh, uh, that's right. That it, comes it, out in 20... Wait, but, 
It's still coming out in 2022, though. Yeah, no, it, it's it, <laughs> it it, that's the one that got delayed to to summer instead of March because it was going to come out around the same time as the Batman. I see, and they didn't want to have those two competing things. I think both of those films will do well, and I think they will serve the fans well. I think in different ways. Um, I think the Batman might just be like a killer standalone film that has tons of potential to build off of. And I think Multiverse of Madness will connect the universe and expand it in ways that we haven't seen. So I think they'll both be very big uh, in different ways. Yeah, but still overall, very exciting. You know, that is our all our news for DC fandom and the news for this week. But, you know, DC, I think, is definitely coming out with its heavy hitters. And it's kind of, I think they're going to reach their point of, you know, almost like when Marvel had its golden age, let's say, uh, up to Infinity War. And kind of, I guess, a golden age of all the way to Spider-Man Far From Home. But, like, I think we could see that with DC in the, in the next few years. Because, you know, they've got a lot of properties. And while not everything is great, I think when they hit, they're really going to hit good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm feeling the same way. But, yeah, that ends uh, our, our news for this week, our, our little news segment. But it's time to deep dive in into our topic. Um, this week, we're, we're looking at the recently released Star Wars anthology uh, anime series, Star Wars Visions. Now, a lot of anime-based stuff here. So if you're a big anime fan and had watched Visions, you'll probably see some influence uh, in the different studios and their filmmaking and, and what they've done with the stories. I would say I, I'm, not as, I'm not as much of an anime watcher, though I really do want to get into it more. I think there's a lot of cool things that people have done with anime and studios have done with anime. And uh, I was excited to see the different stories that they did uh, in Star Wars. Uh, and I mean, I, I kind of wanted it to be a full season, not just like little bits of each studio doing a different story, which is cool in, in its own way. But I, I definitely wanted to see more of a, a full season story like we've kind of seen uh, with basically every other TV series ever made. So... <laughs> Right. And I think it serves a good backdrop, though, for them to kind of test the waters, see what people are interested in. Um, that's, because that's fair. That's fair. A lot of things, obviously, a lot of, at least for me, a lot of these episodes fell a lot more flat, whereas others of them I actually really enjoyed. Um, and I would want to see the story continue kind of thing, maybe in its own, in like a season kind of thing. So we'll yeah. see. Um uh, where they take it, because this is it, this is the first Star Wars thing uh, we've gotten since since the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, no, we, we got Bad Batch. No, we got we got Bad Batch. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> things uh, that don't matter. <laughs> yeah, but uh, kind of. I literally, I literally forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is a non-canyon, so it's a very much I think testing the waters to be like, what do people like in Star Wars? But I thought we could maybe kind of go through and uh, kind of go through each episode, kind of talk about some things we like or kind of maybe more focus on the four. I would say the four really good ones and then yeah. not as much on uh, <laughs> the, the, the ones that I wouldn't say are, are not as enjoyable. Just because of that, I think we can kind of get those ones out of the way. Say just very briefly our thoughts. So out of the, the, the ones that weren't so great or at least not so great to us. But Let's start off with that uh, episode two. This is Tattooing Rhapsody, the almost basically <laughs> Star Wars but punk rock band. Yeah, and it's it really what it was like a punk rock band trying to overcome their obstacles in a short amount of time in a Star Wars based world. Now, again, I don't know anime as much, and so I'm not sure kind of the the influence here. Um, yeah, but this one just really wasn't for. <laughs> Was it for me? And I, I was like, yeah, that was yeah, not what I was uh, hoping for. <laughs> it's always hard when it's not actually something Star Wars related. Like, and the only things that were Star Wars here was Boba Fett and Jabba. And I just really didn't like the animation. I, Boba Fett looked like a little kid to me. And so I was like, uh, he, nothing's was, really intimidating about this. Yeah, it was, it was the, the, yeah, that younger animation style for all the different characters. But yeah, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, yeah. my jam. Yeah, I don't know. This one out of all of, your jam, good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of uh, out of all the the lesser great ones, I would actually say this one I enjoy more, just because oh, really? uh, really, it's it's, ri- it's ridiculous. Like you're like, why is there a punk rock band in Star Wars? And I'm like, okay, I can I can laugh at this one and have a little bit of fun with it, even though it's kind of stupid. 
But uh, I also, I know I, I watched all of these episodes in uh, Japanese, just subtitled. I didn't watch mm -hmm. it dubbed because uh, mm. in my experience with anime, the, the dubbing is usually not very good or it just doesn't, uh, I don't know. The voices I don't find as good or sometimes they're really, really bad. And so I think I, I tend to stick with subtitles versus dubbing it. But uh, I don't know, the song, the song at the end was, I think, better in Japanese because I listened to it, it in, in Japanese and English. And English, I'm like... Well, yeah, listening to it in English was... Uh, <laughs> I was like, don't actually do it. Don't actually... Oh. In, uh, fun fact, the voice, uh, at least in the English dub uh, for that, is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, Robin himself, or <laughs> Robin in the Dark Knight trilogy. So, and I'm I'm 100% certain that's him singing. So, okay, well, okay. We all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But basically, it's punk rock band and Star Wars kind of kiddish. You could have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. But that that that's about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. But moving on to the next not as great episode, the twins. Uh, this one had potential i think it had a lot of potential to be good and then it very much was not like honestly this might be my mm. least favorite episode out of all of them really okay mm. i think i go for it yeah for me yeah i had a lot of expectation for this one and it fell flat because i think i had so much expectation for it like i kind of see what they were what they were getting for and when they were showing the trailer for Star Wars Visions it looked like some cool action some obscure Star Wars action that we haven't seen before with almost like a yeah a human general grievous and then lightsabers that are able to bend light even more right but it yeah it just didn't quite it it didn't do it for me um and i know they were trying to build the action but the the action also just was it it wasn't it wasn't there i don't know i i can't even like put my finger on like what was what was lacking but maybe i just had too high of an expectation before going into this i think it started off like the story started off so intriguing where you're like, oh, she's really bad. Okay, he's probably going to be good. And then the problem for me was like, as soon as he ripped off like the like the cloak and got like all like kind of whiny, I'm like, oh no. And I couldn't get behind the action because it was just way too impossible. Yep, like they're literally flying in outer space. Yeah. They're flying in outer space, no space suits, no nothing. Then he creates like, this lightsaber that's big enough to cut through uh, a freaking star, star destroyer. destroyer. It, yeah. It, I'm just like, you can't over the top. I mean, but that's a very anime thing to do though, you know, is yeah. to just get way out of proportion. But for me, I'm like, that, that's not, that's not accurate. That's it's not star Wars. It's, it's not star Wars. Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And for me, honestly, yeah, it was really ridiculous in a bad way, but the lines were terrible. They, they were absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, Pretty cheesy. Ish. Uh, mo many, many are, many are in, in these animes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This one though might, might take the cake for it. I can agree there with Nate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, the good things I liked about this was I, I liked their suits at the beginning. I thought the suits looked cool. And then I did yeah. like the giant Star Destroyer. I'm like, you know, that's a pretty cool Star Destroyer. But then besides yeah. those two things fell very, very flat. Next one on the list. Next one, uh, not as good one. The two, uh, T-O-B-1. It's the, basically the one with, uh, Little boy Toby. robot, ro Toby robot Jedi. C cybernetic boy, as they call him. And I actually, like, for me, um, I think this was the one that I like most out of the least liked ones in our in our yeah. kind of pairing. Uh, just because I, I like the focus on the lightsaber. Um, and I do, I thought it was kind of cool at the end where, yeah, this, this robot boy is kind of like turning into uh, a force user and he finds this Darth Vader type figure. The action... Actually, I thought I was going to get less action going into this, and then I got more than I was hoping for. So maybe, again, it's my expectation. Though um, I thought it was just kind of lighthearted and fun, and uh, I, was, I was happy about that. So, Yeah, a little more for the kids, which I was okay with. Um, a little more comedic. Um, and I like, I like the premise of it, too. I thought that was cool, and I didn't mind that a droid became a Jedi. We've seen that before in a lot of Legends stories. Droids mm -hmm. can be Jedi, too. Um, but I think what I didn't like as much was, again, the animation was a little too little too for young, me. Young-ass. Um, and then I just hated how he was able to kill the Inquisitor. Like, I'm like, like very, very the Inquisitor easily. comes in and kills your master who's actually a Jedi, and then you who never used the lightsaber of the Force or whatnot are going to pull a ray from the sequels and then uh, kill this guy. <laughs> that's what like, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, so I was like, ah. Uh, 
I, I don't know about that. That was a little too far fetched for me. There, I think there could have been a, a different way to for him to kind of show that growth than to actually defeat an inquisitor this big bad dude yeah i don't know uh yeah like you said it's very lighthearted, very most kiddish out of all of them but to me this is basically just what if mega man was a jedi yeah it really <laughs> is he totally is a mega he's mega man he mega totally man, is. he's got a wise old master that's bearded and old like that, yep. that's all i thought about with someone like, a bunch of droid friends <laughs> yeah mega man yeah. as a jedi i will say we should have maybe led with this uh this premise like if we're if we're hating on these unintentionally or we, we just didn't enjoy them as much as, as others um, because we lack some, we, we lack the anime style vision. Um, then let, yeah, <laughs> let us, let us know. Uh, vision, vision. He's uh, on, Christian's on puns today. Yeah, man. Puns on puns. Uh, yeah. L- let us know to see, you know, where we're not seeing just cause we don't have as much experience in, in this realm. So we're kind of looking at it from an outside perspective, not enjoying it as much, but let us know. You guys have alternate opinions. Uh, moving on, though, it's episode eight, which is Lop and Ultra, which is kind of the division Ooh. of uh, the fam- the, the two uh-huh. daughters with the the adopter daughter, the adoptive daughter, and then uh, the kind of crazy psycho daughter that goes like full gangster with the empire. Uh, <sighs> this one, this one, uh. it wasn't. There wasn't that much action. The dialogue killed me in this one. It was so cringy. It was like. <laughs> and i was like no oh gosh no See, please to be, uh to be english dubs though yeah no, the, that's I, true i, I tell you, you you gotta watch them in japanese a lot better in japanese i'm gonna say i don't okay. know if that makes me a purist but I, I, it, it's just better but i i honestly i was expecting this one to be the worst episode in the series and it wasn't i, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was and mm. I, I don't think it's great by any means, but there's some things I like about it a lot more than the other ones. One kind of being just the, the design and the planet that they're on. Like, I actually really like that planet and how everything ties together. I got a lot of bossing say vibes from it, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I also like, uh, I liked how the dad was basically like this uh, Japanese warlord, almost. Like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. And I kind of like that handing off of the lightsaber. But then kind of everything else is just kind of, to me, it was only all right. Didn't really do a ton with the episode. A warlord with a, with a saber. And actually, there was more action at the end of this episode than I expected, though. Maybe I just didn't like the style of action. It was a little too choppy for me uh, between um, the sisters fighting together. And the one evil sister just kind of drove me bonkers. I'm like, really? Like, really? Come yeah. on now. Like, you don't want to be doing this. So... Uh, I don't know. It just kind of, it lacked uh, engagement for me and I just kind of wanted it to be over. I was checking my phone. I'm like, when is this one to be over? I'm like, I just, uh, <laughs> this is one of, one of my least favorites. It was just kind of a downer too, I think. Yeah, uh, so I, really I, I didn't enjoy that part of it either. So not for me. Moving on to the last, uh, last uh, I guess, not so great episode or, or decent episode, we used to say, which is uh, episode nine, uh, Akiri. If I, I'm saying that right, I probably mispronounced that. This one, yeah, I just that I, one. It left me feeling a lot really unfulfilled because it had, I think, an interesting premise, but I didn't love the animation style. And then this one ended just really, really abruptly and out of nowhere to me. Yeah, that was the same for me. Is like I liked the premise, animation style was a little weird, but then it was like nothing happened. It just he came, he turned bad, and that was it. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. this was. This it's, is a waste. <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, very heavily based off episode three, Revenge of the Sith, as you can tell, right? Right. You have this, quote, royal member of the family who's a Sith referring to Chancellor Palpatine being, you know, in this royal or high level position. He ends up being a Sith. And then, you know, the, um, I, I can't remember, but the Jedi who turns evil, right, to save uh, the girl's life, kind of like Anakin turning evil to try and save Padme's life. And then he kneels before the master and he's like, hey, yeah, what do I need to do, master? So I like they definitely reference Revenge of the Sith here, but it was like trying to bring it all into just a couple of minutes of of actual screen time. And you're just kind of like, wait, what, what? It was over before it began. Nothing super engaging and a little confusing on maybe just motivations behind characters and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it, it didn't do it for me. And it's just kind of a bummer again. I, I, I don't want to be too... I mean, I, I'm okay with being a little sad, but this one was just kind of like, yeah. 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 I will say this about uh, all of the kind of the bad ones and all the good ones too, except for the Tatooine Rhapsody one. 
I really liked kind of the stories and premises of them all. I felt like they all had, you know, something going for them kind of story-wise and a good kind of arc or, or the potential for a good arc, at least, even if they weren't able to fulfill it. Like, I liked all the stories. I didn't think any of the stories were bad, except for the Tatooine Rhapsody one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that one wasn't as much of a story, so you can, you can argue that for sure. Just basically a music video. Yeah, it was, yeah, music yeah. video. <laughs> Star Wars music video. But uh, okay, after going through all one, all of those, I think we move on to the four, the four good ones. Some, yeah, I would say these are all pretty solid. Some I think are really, really great and amazing. Some not as much, but maybe starting... we should say the four that we enjoyed more. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I Objectively, mean, yeah, sorry. The the four that we enjoyed the most, or we believe to be the best out of the series, that start off episode one, the duel. Yeah, I'll, this one was my favorite, probably just because it was the most action-packed. I watched it in both Japanese and English. I did like it in Japanese more, too. Um, I, I will say that. Something you know, that Nate was mentioning with how it's originally supposed to be and reading the, subti- like the subtitles, it just kind of flows better. Um, but yeah, some, some cool, uh, some probably, maybe not like a bunch of them, but there was the super cool Jedi uh spinning lightsaber right the red lightsaber and you you saw it in the trailer and they were able to bring that you know they showed on the on this episode here i really like that there was the different uh kind of soldiers who were fighting the the evil uh the evil jedi gal and we yeah we just got the most action from this i think so and i shouldn't say evil jedi just a quote-unquote sith uh, lady yeah. but <laughs> I, I enjoyed the action the most though i didn't necessarily love the black and white tone i think it fit uh with what was being shown Right. I think uh, my least favorite part of the end was the animation and the kind of the black and white as well. Uh, but I really enjoyed, I got a very kind of Mandalorian vibe with all like the mercenaries shooting all the stormtroopers kind of thing. That's what I was trying to say. Mercenaries. I'm like, what are they called? Yeah. Mercenaries. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, I, it, it wasn't my favorite of the ones that we liked, but it definitely, it, it intrigued me enough to be like, oh, I, I want it, you know, I'm going to keep watching this now. And then you got Tatooine Rhapsody. And so then it was like, hmm. Drastic, but I drastic push change. Forward. Yeah, no, I felt like the, the black and white art style kind of fit the tone because it was almost kind of like, yeah, like it's called the duel. It has kind of this darker samurai tone and that's kind of what we get in the end. But the mercenaries, I liked all the different classes of aliens that they were. But just overall, yeah. like just the, the styling with the fighting, it was very, very samurai-esque, which I really liked. And then kind of you have the plot twist where he's actually kind of a Sith, just not the same Sith that kind of she is. He's just mm-hmm. kind of doing his thing. And I, I really liked uh, how, how they fought or kind of even though it was really different from how most uh, Jedi use their blades, I kind of liked how they were swords most. And it's like they kind of had to keep them sheathed, even though it's kind of different from what we're used to. I, I kind of enjoyed that element. I thought it was like a good new element. And I'm like, that's interesting, you know? Right. Because who says a Jedi can't also be samurai-esque or have a samurai-like lightsaber? Mm-hmm. But def- definitely the most solid. Uh, I would say just c- complete solid. It was, it was kind of streamlined this episode, I thought, as this. And it delivered on that, which was very fun to see and very cool to see. But moving on, let's talk about episode four, The Village Bride. Probably my least favorite out of these four. I, I enjoy like, the overall story um, and what was happening just didn't quite grab my attention uh, like I was hoping. I was I was happy that it ended happy, right? <laughs> As opposed to some of the other uh, other episodes here, which are uh, a little more depressing. But this one, the good guys do win uh, win in the end. I like the animation style of this one probably uh, the most, um, but not like my my favorite episode as a whole. Right, same for me. I like the animation. Uh, I really enjoyed the last scene action. I thought that was entertaining. Um, but it was a little slow uh, getting up to that point, and, and that's why it was it was my least favorite of the, of, of the favorites as well. I yeah. I do believe this one could be a greater overarching story if you were able to build it out a little more. Uh, I think it'd be more compelling for someone like myself, at least. You know, mm. I I definitely agree. It's very much a slow burner, and kind of I agree. It's kind of I imagine if it was in a season, it would be a slower episode, but still a good episode that builds up to the overall yeah. character. Yeah, but I did enjoy kind of just. You know, you got to know about the the world and the people and what's going on. And then the, the Jedi kind of makes its choice to be like, oh, I'm going to stand and fight or she's going to stand and fight to, to save these people. And so very much a lot more dramatic but, and, you know, not as much action or, or fast pace or getting it going. But I think still does a good job in the slow burner. It's just I would I would want to see more in this overarching story. 
Yep, totally. Moving forward, though, let's talk about episode five, the ninth Jedi. And to be honest, this is this is my favorite episode out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I really, really liked this one. Same. The, uh, I just, uh, I it was it was intriguing. I loved the twist at the end, um, and I, I got exactly what I wanted the most was like a bunch of people fighting with lightsabers. And so you can't you can't go wrong when it, when you do that, and it was great. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure we'll, we we'll mention this in just a little bit, but there's this overarching theme from Star Wars Visions on the focus of the lightsaber, right? Right. That is that's the big focus in Visions. That's what mm-hmm. we were given from the trailer, right? And I think um, this episode capitalized on the lightsaber theme the the best. I, I would mm-hmm. say now I, I kind of mentioned before I like the duel the best. No, no, I do take it back. I like the action sequences of the duel the best. However, this overall episode of the ninth Jedi, I enjoyed the most. Yeah. The very cool twist that I don't think most people saw coming. There's also the, the, the non announcement, but uh, it was, I think the director of this episode um, had said that the rest of the story is mapped out and uh, the director wants to make a feature film of this episode, which I think is totally possible. Even though I got yeah. a lot of what I wanted in the short the short amount of time, I would love to see a, a full-length uh, movie-style hour and a half or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I agree. I would want to see a full-length version of this, but kind of just like, uh, I like the animation style the best in this one. I like the, the focus on the yeah, lightsabers that had solid action. I think just overall, it set up a, a good story that you could follow mm-hmm. with characters that you're like, this would be interesting to follow. And it was and you, just, it was just, yeah, very solid with the, the, the chase scene and moving on to the twist and the fighting scene and kind of having the, the hidden, the hidden guy, the hidden master inside the droid the entire time. Like all of it, I found really compelling and interesting. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Yeah. From start to finish, you kind of knew what was going on, or at least you knew you follow the story with ease. I felt like some of these other ones, the stories were a little bit more difficult to follow, but this one had a, a start to finish story where you felt you could follow and it also could be brought into a longer, a longer piece as well. It reminded me of uh, there in the, in the legends comics, there's the clone wars arc. And in the ninth one, um, there's this one story where uh, this one Jedi calls all these other Jedi to come and then lures dark Va- Darth Vader there so that they can try and kill him. Um, oh yeah. And it reminded me of, a lot of that, uh, but what I liked was the twist was the person who lured them there was not actually bad. They were good, but he the Sith good, were the yeah. ones that came. So it was just really cool, really cool. You're mm-hmm. talking about the ninth vault, the ninth volume that we own of Star Wars yeah, Legends, right? Nine. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a dope one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, episode five, I think the best episode or the yeah. standout episode yeah. of this entire series, and probably most people who watched it would agree with that. The ninth Jedi was their their favorite. Moving on, though, to the last, uh, the last four, I guess the last episode, we'll talk about episode seven, The Elder. This one was actually my favorite. Um, uh, I, I think the action was, was lacking compared to The Ninth Jedi, which is something I really liked. But like, just the intrigue of this one, I think, was my favorite, where it's just like, wait, who is The Elder? Why is he here? Why did he blow up his ship? Uh, and how does this like old Jedi how does he know him kind of kind of I felt like this one opened this one and the ninth Jedi were easily the best in my opinion and had future or opened the door to future opportunities that could be really entertaining yeah very intriguing you get this kind of very evil Sith like character in the elder and though yeah the the action wasn't quite what I was hoping for I was hoping for uh, some greater sequences there and maybe a little uh, misleading when the Padawan actually is alive, and you're like, wait, kind of feel like there's no, oh, yeah, no, that's no, true. no stakes right too. there, right? You just, yeah, you lose, you lose the stakes and the importance of, wait, wait, important characters can potentially die, right? So didn't love that, um, though I like, I like the Padawan and the master dynamic that we were able to see in this one. Um, it definitely felt very Star Wars. Hey, this is set in a, in a current Star Wars, Star Wars world where they're kind of exploring at different places across the galaxy. Um, but yeah, if it was maybe just packed with a little more action content, I would have enjoyed it more. 
I don't know. I, I like TJ. I did really enjoy the story in this. And to me, it almost kind of felt like, because, you know, I've, I've read a lot of Legends comics. Basically, it felt like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan uh-huh. were on a, a side mm-hmm. adventure. That's how I, that's the kind of vibe I got from the dynamic between the master and the Padawan. But then I kind of had this idea of like, what's going on with this master? The Sith have been extinct for a millennia. Like, I enjoyed all of those moments. Yeah, the action is a little lackluster, but I feel the, act, the action is very precise and pointful. Kind of like uh, the duel between uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, where Darth Maul dies in Rebels. It's very quick and to the point, but if you look at it, it has a lot more significance to it. That's how I kind of felt with the action with this. And I, I felt like while it wasn't the most entertaining, I felt it worked very well. And within this story, that was very, very contained. But overall, kind of just had that intrigue and kind of just like something where these two characters, you could follow them for a while and it could build up to an overarching story, story of some sort. But overall, it was very intriguing. And also, also you do get different lightsabers with this because the Elder has these two almost like katana blade lightsabers. But I think yeah, that kind of like still... Raphael. It, it still kind of adds to the samurai theme that we've kind of gotten with uh, the Jedi in this. I, I, so I, I enjoyed seeing that as well. And that kind of wraps up all, that's all nine of them, isn't it? That is. Yeah. Uh, do we want to do ratings really quick? I know we've talked about all of them, but just kind of as, as an overall series, you want to go with ratings? Yeah, yeah. I, I can start. Um, I'd give it like a 6.5 out of 10. Um, I, I liked a lot of things about it. Um, you know, just new stories. I really liked the stories and new ideas, new ways of presenting the Star Wars universe. Uh, some of which I thought were great, others of which obviously were not so great. Um, to be honest, I, I actually wouldn't want to see another series of Visions, though. I'd rather just see some kind of full-length movies with some of these stories. Um, I feel like they could be really entertaining, uh, really fun, um, and without that kind of uh, maybe childlike element that sometimes happens in a TV show. Yeah, I'll give it a three stars just because more of the the episodes fell flat for me than I was hoping. Um, well, there were, yeah, the couple that we mentioned that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Majority of them. I was, I was like, yeah, you know, it's okay. It was okay. Right. But if we were to expand those into, yeah, the full length stories, like we mentioned, I think they'd be very entertaining, but I think this was a, a good, yeah, kind of test, uh, test or trial season run to kind of gauge the, the viewers opinions on, on this style of Star Wars and if they want to see more like it. So they were able to understand, I think, after everyone watching it and giving their their feedback on social media and whatnot, now Disney and, and some of these other studios know, hey, what Star Wars stories do people want to see? What type of animation, um, action sequences, et cetera. So uh, I'm betting we'll, we'll get something like this in the future um, based on people's original thoughts of this season. For me, I'm going to give this, you should watch it. You know, I, I wasn't expecting it to, like, obviously there's a lot of episodes that fall flat, but when the episodes hit, they really hit, and I wasn't really expecting that. But I ended up really enjoying the episodes that I liked. And kind of what I liked most about Star Wars Visions was that it was different. It was very unique. And you can't say that a lot about all Star Wars. Yeah, that's you know, it was very, very true. Very unique and different. And so that was something I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed some of the things they they introduced or some of the ideas and something that I think I liked most about this series was they focused on lightsabers, the force and Jedi yes. and Sith. And those like three things I feel like are a lot of the core of star Wars. You know, obviously yep. there's a lot in star Wars, but having lightsabers, the force and Jedi and Sith and really focusing on that, I really enjoyed. And that's kind of the focus I want to see going forward with the future of yeah. star Wars. So I'll give it a should watch. Cause I think, it's definitely something that if you're a sports fan, you should watch this at least once. And, you know, for comparing this to the last animated thing, the bad batch, like this is like, this is way better than that. Like this is uh, yeah. I think worth a watch and it's just something different, unique and new. And like, you can have fun with it. It's definitely a different aspect that we were, I think, and a lot we're clamoring for, right? We always talk about it. Oh, it's all the same. Right. It's all the same. Um, or it's just, it's, it's just, yeah, kind of stuck in the Skywalker uh, realm, right? That storyline. So obviously this was something completely different, really in quote a galaxy far, far away. Um, loved the focus on the, on the lightsabers though. Um, though some of the sequences weren't exactly what I was hoping for, or I just wanted more of it rather. I loved the focus on the lightsabers. And I think that's what I was always kind of hating on. Um, and some of the other Star Wars things that have come out, I'm like, give us more lightsaber duels and more lightsaber focus. And that's what 
uh, these studios did really well in the episodes was the focus on the the importance of the lightsaber, kind of the heritage of it, what it can be used for. Um, just give me more of that action content with lightsabers, and I'll be satisfied. All right, because I mean, it, it's kind of with any new thing, you know, you got to You got it when you try something new. Not everything's gonna work, and some of these episodes don't work. But then you also get these gold nuggets with like the Ninth Jedi, for example. And just like you get the gold nuggets of like the sick action of the prequels, even though you have a couple things that, you know, some the fans story didn't does. like. Or the, no, sorry, <laughs> the, the, yeah, everything but the action. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh. And so it's like, and this is what you need is you, you got to try new things because if you just keep doing the same old, same old, you're going to lose all your fan base. It, you know, it, you or almost did it with the sequels. So let's, uh, let's learn from the past. Keep moving forward. That's a little Meet the Robinsons for you. <laughs> nice. Well done. But uh, do we want to play the quote one more time? Yeah, we'll play it for everyone out there one more time. See if they can get it. Master, master. Mm -hmm. I, I have, it's, uh, it's very bad news. Ah, uh, Shifu. <laughs> there is just news. There is no good or bad. Master, your vision, your vision was right. And with that, we'll, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate all you guys out there. If you want a chance to get a shout out on our podcast, you can do that by following us on Instagram and Twitter at Quotes and Stuff Pod. If you DM us guessing the quote correctly before we review that, we'll give you a shout out. Uh, if you want a chance to re reach out to the show, you can do that through email. That's at Quotes and Stuff Pod at gmail.com with suggestions or any of your thoughts about the things we talk about. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Adios.